especially in a startup phase or an early stage of, of your business, backlog provide you the financial security to hire teammates, knowing that you've got enough accepted work to pay your bills and pay these new employees. No backlog. You're just throwing yourself out there assuming, okay, yeah, I'm going to make more sales next month or the month after. And we're not necessarily talking about a year's worth of work here. We're talking about enough work that you can say, okay, I can hide and comfortably hire somebody now because I've got enough work going out and I know my sales are continuing that I know I can pay that person. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone. It is a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the director of sales here at Estimate Rocket, and of course, I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, he is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm great. Ready to have a blast with Tom. Me too. Chris and I are both super excited because today we have Tom Drost in the Estimate Rocket Radio studios. Tom is our founder and CEO here at Estimate Rocket. Tom has been a software architect and engineer for over 25 years. And from my personal experience, I can share with all of you that Tom has a true passion for offering our customers software support and services at such a high level. Most of our customers have never experienced anything like it before. And I know those of you who are listening are saying, oh, absolutely, right on, Kathy. But our customers become raving fans. And there's a whole book on raving fans that we've read. We talk with Tom about this topic of backlog, scheduling work out ahead. So you have the room to make big business changes without all the stress. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let Tom say the rest because nobody can say it better. This is eye-opening. We're going to do a workshop on this before long and show you exactly how to do this step-by-step. So stay tuned for that. So welcome, Tom, to Estimate Rocket Radio. It is such a pleasure and honor to get to speak with you today. Actually, the pleasure is all mine. I love when I get an opportunity to speak and uh, share information with everybody. Well, people get excited about listening to you share. We're talking about backlog on this podcast. And this is something that's not articulated a whole lot in the industry. We see it here and there, how people use scheduling ahead into the future, and how they think about backlog, but the way you articulate it is fairly unique. We're going to build some workshops around this in the future, but let me just go ahead and ask you and get started here. Why, in your opinion, is backlog the key to hiring and growth? There's there's several reasons, Chris, um, and it and it impacts both young and old companies. But the the key the when you're when you're in a especially in a startup phase or an early stage of of your business backlog provide you the financial security to hire teammates and knowing that you've got enough accepted work to pay your bills and pay these new employees. No backlog. You're just you're just throwing yourself out there assuming, okay, yeah, I'm going to make more sales next month or the month after. And we're not necessarily talking about a year's worth of work here. We're talking about enough work that you can say, 
okay, I can hide and comfortably hire somebody now because I've got enough work going out and I know my sales are continuing that I can, that I know I can pay that person. And then it becomes a, just a no brainer to, to make those hires or it takes a lot of the pressure off. Connecting backlog to hiring, you know, very like that straight direct line is, is interesting. And I haven't heard that a whole lot before. And, and I think having the t- amount of time is important because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, again, when they're small, if they have one person, if, it's really for that first hire that it's the hardest because that's a big leap. That's a big financial leap. Uh, it's a big organizational leap, uh, and and that can be the hardest one to do. And so, but having two or three months worth of backlog, knowing that you've got business sold for two or three months worth of revenues, it's just it's just a huge uh, you know pillow for you. It's a it's mm-hmm. a you know soft landing area, right. and and as you're growing even faster, more backlog becomes more important. Mm-hmm. And I, and I like a key phrase that you've used prior to this podcast, but you talk about uh, backlog as predictable income, which mm-hmm. truly gives you a huge advantage in the marketplace to build that team and feel really confident. And frankly, um, you know, when we talk about backlog, our most successful companies using Estimate Rocket continually have a backlog. So that's how important mm-hmm this whole concept is. The other thing that, one other thing that the backlog does for you uh, is it validates your your value in your marketplace. Mm-hmm. If people are not committing to you, willing to commit to you, <laughs> you know, two and three months out, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily pushing people out. Sometimes people aren't ready to go for three months, but booking that business now, again, validates you in the marketplace that people are willing to, to, uh, you know, throw down with you and say, okay, I'm ready to go with you. Mm-hmm. And you, as you build that up, it validates your, what you're doing, what you're trying to do in your marketplace. And it also allows you to be more selective in the jobs you pick. So you make sure you're focused on picking the profitable jobs, not necessarily the sexiest or the largest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that validation piece. I'm actually adding that to notes for a workshop because we're we're always trying to say like what's the keys here, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of them. Validation in the marketplace. How am I doing? Well, what's my backlog right. look like? I love that. And and I just want to throw something into both of you so that our listeners hear it. So when our customers have a backlog, they have signed contracts and deposits in their bank account for that work. So that's when it becomes a really strong process to go through for your company is to get that backlog and you want it. That's a good point. So Tom, let me ask you, what are a few reasons that prevent contractors from building up a backlog? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. And I, and I think part of it is that this, the backlog concept isn't, I guess, really that intuitive. Um, and people don't think of it as, okay, I want to grow. What am I going to do? Well, I got to sell more. Well, mm-hmm. selling more means probably either raising your prices, which is great, but uh, it, it also means, you know, looking farther out in the window. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of why people don't build a backlog, I think a discomfort in planning too far in advance, you know, they're, they're just focused on, so focused on working in their businesses that they're not looking out and, and, and not ready to look out. Uh, and a lack of systems or processes to keep track of the commitments. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to go down this route, you have to be organized and you have to make sure you're keeping up with the people that you're making promises to. Uh, and there, there's also a, a fear, I think, 
that people won't wait for you, uh, but you can validate that. So there's no harm in giving it a shot. Uh, maybe some people just love living on the edge of knowing they've got enough work for you know, the next three weeks and then they got to find more. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of easy rider on a motorcycle yeah. with a leather jacket, live it on the edge. That's right. <laughs> so, and, and then also possibly no desire to grow. They're just not really interested in, oh, in growing their business big. And that's, and you don't, you have to grow. You, you don't have to be, become a mega corporation, mm-hmm. but you do have to keep growing. You have to grow your skills. You have to grow. So that you're, if you're going to be in business, you've got to have, uh, you know, a growth path that's going to provide the things that you want for you and your family and for your team members and even for your community. You've got to look a little bigger out. Otherwise, you might as well just work for someone because you're not going to get, you're going to accomplish more with it. A, a team that's looking at growth and you know wants to be around in 20 years from now as a bigger operation and a more really successful well-respected operation you know you can contribute highly to those to those types of organizations but if you your mindset is you don't want to grow then it, it does become difficult because you can you cap yourself out in terms of what your earning potential is uh, at fairly early on. So mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of people that do that successfully too. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but backlog is a path to growing if you want to grow. Yeah. And, and frankly, if I like a service contractor, I will wait nine months if he can't get to me until then, he or she. So, you know, it, it, if you really have a good relationship with someone, you will wait. And I would sign a contract and put down a deposit because most of the people I've worked with again and again, I have a trust and, and that's perfectly fine with me. Well, let's, let's talk more about that because Tom, I could imagine some people listening might be thinking, well, you know, there are some jobs that, you know, when I'm putting the proposal out there, I'm realizing that they want it done quick and they want it done fast. And it's kind of a, it's a bid to the bottom sort of uh, everybody, you know, they want to save as much money as they can and they want to make it as quick as they can, but not every job's like that. Matter of fact, maybe very few are like that. Can you talk about what size of businesses uh, are going to be most concerned about building a backlog? I mean, does it apply to all revenue and employee sizes, that kind of thing? Yeah. Before I dive into that one, I have to bring up a a phrase that a a colleague used used to Mm -hmm. use that was one of my favorites. When someone would ask you, you know, I want it done in a day and I want it done really cheap. And he would say, cheap, fast, and good. Pick any two. Right. It was classic. Right. <laughs> there's actually, there's a little video out there that has like these little dials and it's like, it has each of those categories and you can, and it shows when you pick two, <laughs> it, it unselects the other one. Right, I'm going to have to put right. that on social media sometime soon. Cause yeah, you should. It's a, yeah. That it's would a great be illustration. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you so, get everyone laughing. One other thought on that, cause I think this is a really, really big part of this topic is, and, and I, I broached it earlier about, it does give you the opportunity when you have a backlog to be selective. So when you get that customer who ha- absolutely has to have it, on a short thread, you you can charge more, mm-hmm. A. And B, you, there's always possibilities that there's somebody else on the schedule who's not doesn't really care when it's being done, 
or be happy to wait an extra week or whatever, because maybe they're, they're closer in on the schedule where you could slot that other job in. But again, Mm -hmm. having a backlog, seeing how things lay out gives you the flexibility to say, yeah, there is a job out there. I could probably move out because this is a really attractive one. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, Hey, I'm not interested in that job. It's just not going to work out for us. When I've dealt with service contractors and I'm scheduled to be the next one on the docket, they feel comfortable calling me and saying, you know what? I've got an emergency. I've got someone that has to move or someone that has to have guests come in and I have to get this job done quickly. Would you be willing to? And, and 99.9% of the time, your customers can be really flexible and they'll agree to be slid out a month or, or whatever the schedule is. So I think, I think clear is often kind and you shouldn't stress out about your schedules and, and your customers changing things. People understand and have a lot of compassion when it comes to that. So, so in terms of size, it really affects all sizes of businesses, this concept. It may be harder to grasp when you're, um, when you're really small and making some, you know, when you're smaller, every step seems like a big leap. As you get bigger, um, they're all still, you know, leaps and steps, but they may not, you may look at them a little bit differently. So you're impacted differently, but it applies to all. I think the bigger your business gets, the more you intuitively know, well, if I'm going to grow, I need sales. I need more sales to support that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, you know, I'm, I might as well get those sales booked ahead of time again, to validate what I'm doing. And as, as far as I can to support that growth. It's just a tool, you know, a backlog is a tool to support growth in a way that doesn't require you to go out and get outside financing for it. So, Tom, do you feel that these principles are understood by companies wanting to grow? I think they are, um, I, but, it, but maybe not directly. I'm not mm-hmm. sure people equate backlog with, uh, and, and, and backlog maybe is not the best of terms for this. To me, it's a, it, you know, completely ex- defines what is what we're talking about, but accepted work is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, how much accepted work do you have? That's your backlog mm-hmm. or accepted work that you haven't done yet. So I think people, I think some people understand that it's a matter of, are they, are they ready to make that next step or do mm-hmm. they, they feel like they can um, uh, manage it properly and and keep track of it properly. And I think the bigger you get it, it, that becomes easier if, because you have to put things in place for your management structure, your processes and your systems uh, as you grow, or you're probably going to have a hard time growing. But when you're small, those things are easier because you're super agile because it's, you're not, you're not steering a huge ship, you're steering a little boat. So you can make course corrections more quickly. Um, and, and so you don't necessarily think as strategically looking out farther saying, okay, what are we going to look like in six months or a year or a year and a half and, and making your decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to ask about tools that can help with this, but let me quickly kind of summarize what I'm hearing because I've, I've heard a lot of people you know, struggling with this idea of growth and how bad is this growth going to hurt? And maybe they kind of know what they should be doing. They want to, I'm ready to hire my first employee, but I've seen that 
I've seen the struggle with that where you, you hire the employee and then you're waiting for the work to come and, and, and everything to kind of even out. And then you struggle with that employee staying or not. Like sometimes you lose the employer or whatever. And then I've seen the struggle from one to two and then a two to several employees mm. and, and whatever it is, or you're kind of just jumping from residential to adding commercial or different types of res. There's all kinds of changes in business that are a little scary because there's a different mode of leadership that's required for different stages. So you kind of got to learn new things and just those, those shifts are frightening. And what I'm hearing here is that, and, and I think it's a good qualifier that ex- this is accepted work that you're talking about as a backlog. So when you have that, um, Kathy, you mentioned that when you, backlog is the key to predictable income, that's mm-hmm. what Tom, you, you said that, but Tom had said mm-hmm. that before. Mm-hmm. And I even want to add, take that one step further is saying, pr- what is predictable income? Well, that's freedom to make choices mm-hmm. without the feeling of like so much risk. So what I'm saying is, there's a freedom that comes with backlog. <laughs> backlog equals freedom mm-hmm. to do all these things, to grow, to hire, to whatever. And if we kind of make that connection, then you say, okay, all right, this is how to make business a little less scary. Um, that's what we're getting at here. And so I think this is just sounding very unique to what I've heard in the industry. So um, knowing that, what kind of tools can help you get there because now it's like, okay, this is great. I like the idea. Well, how do I, how do I build backlog now? I mean, I kind of have an idea of how to do it, but is it just keep getting more work on top of more work? What kind of tools kind of help you do this the right way? Yeah, you need, you do need systems and procedures for growth. So, uh, and some of those procedures and systems are going to be in computers. Some of them are going to be on paper. Uh, you know, there's lots of different systems that you're going to need as your business grows. But one of the key components for managing backlog is a a tool that helps you sell uh, more jobs and more efficiently. And you need a tool to keep track of what you've got booked mm-hmm. and what you're what you're working and what you've got booked. If you don't have those as you grow, you're going to have chaos. So mm-hmm. you just you have to come up with a way with a meaningful way of tracking those things and being able to look at what's going on now and to be able to see what's upcoming. Mm-hmm. One of the tools that would is really good at supporting this is Estimate Rocket. Um, I know sheer plug of there. Uh, but <laughs> No, we got to say it. Come yeah, but on. That's, that's why, why we built it. Exactly. That's why we built it. That's exactly what to grow and thrive. So that, that don't be embarrassed. That's exactly why we built it. No, I'm not. And, and it does have the tools to help you sell more taking less time and to keep track of what you have booked and what's mm-hmm. upcoming. Mm-hmm. And those are two things that you just really need in order to be able to manage this growth process. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what size you're at, you need to be able to manage those things efficiently. And Tom won't share this, but I will, you know, we're, we're extraordinary at taking a company and helping them scale up estimate rocket over the years that we've been in business. We're so proud to see all the growth in each and every customer year over year. So it's, yeah. it is a great tool and we are proud of it. So we can say that we can. That's right. It. That's right. <laughs> Real quick on that note too, Kathy, I was talking to Fred, who is our customer success lead and he was running a training and I had asked him a question, very sincere question. I said, Hey, what other tools work well with estimate rocket when you're scheduling a lot of backlog and things like mm-hmm. that? And he's like, well, 
and I was asking about integrations in particular, you know, Zapier mm-hmm. and all that. And and he had a hard time coming up with other tools that you would need if you're scheduling all this stuff out with Estimate Rocket. So mm-hmm. that was a good sign because sometimes we're <laughs> pleasantly surprised. You know, like I said, honestly, I didn't know that. You know, so mm-hmm. I know this seems like a hard plug for Estimate Rocket, but sometimes the truth is that's why Estimate Rocket was built because it, we had the understanding, Tom and, and the others who are involved with it. Like, this is what a good business should do. So right. that's what guides the building of the tool. We didn't copy off somebody that's like, well, they're doing this successful. What are they doing? Let's do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We said, no, what does a good business need to build backlog for one that, as one of the examples? And and we build it. So anyway, right. that's what we're hoping it accomplishes that. So anyway. When I'm on the road talking to people, I let them know because I'm really proud of it. You know, um, many of us are finance majors in college. And at the end of the day, Estimate Rocket, it, it's a financial program, you know, and people don't necessarily mm. think of it like that because it's super cool and they, and we don't bog them down in all the details, but um, it, it really is, you know, your job costing, your getting profitability in real time. I mean, numbers are really important to grow your business. So that leads me to the next question, Tom. You know, we're so proud of how our customers have grown. Do you have just, um, you know, examples without using names? Do you have examples of what our business is, what they've done and how they've grown? I won't say they're countless, but they're pretty close to that. Uh, (laughs) Many companies that have, uh, you know, that are growing more than 30% a year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really rewarding because what we, where we hear so, a lot of that feedback is actually from our customers who are messaging in for, you know, help on how to do something or how to accomplish some new, new task or to take advantage of some new feature that they're not already taking advantage of. And they'll say, you know, we're just growing so fast that, you know, we really, we really appreciate Estimate Rocket that, supporting that growth that we're that we're having and mm-hmm. and it you know it's very very rewarding it's sort of the, sort of our my for me it's my validation of our value in the marketplace and what we do is because we are really helping our customers thrive and grow and that's mm-hmm. that's really why we why we got into this well i think this is going to be something we want to hear about more in the future we're building mm-hmm. some more education around this because people are going to want to I mean, we know what the questions are going to be okay how do i do that step by step um, we do have the vision conference that we, we had last fall. We have coming up again. We talked about sales and profit planning, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a different kind of key. We'll mention backlog and you've mentioned it before in that conference. We're going to try to isolate this a little bit, but at least this podcast gets people thinking. Tom, thank you for putting the work and the thought to this. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, Tom. I enjoy it. Helping companies grow is why we do what we do. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Cheap, fast, and good. Pick any two.